0: all these recreational drugs you want to do you are being waste man why can't you just do art why can't you just be at home talking to people Mm. reading a book yeah now with legalizing i just don't think that we know enough on how it affects different people Mm -hmm. for me the thing is let's look at alcohol and cigarettes i'm Mm, sorry i knew these are things that cause millions of deaths every year Mm. Hello Globies, welcome to the World Health Investigation Podcast. My name is Jocelyn. I'm Edna. We are young global health professionals and your hosts for the World Health Investigation Podcast. Also known as the WHI, we will be discussing all things global health, unpacking the most controversial health and social issues, as well as promoting new wave global health development and equity. So, Adina, What's the tea in global health today? What's the tea in global health? We have a lot of tea. Mm-hmm. Hint, hint. Some of this tea can cause you to hallucinate. Hallucinate. Ah. Ah. But before we get into that, we have some news to tell you. What's in the news today? The tea, the tea, the tea, the pre-tea mm-hmm. before the real tea, as I said before. We'd like to give you some some gist before you get into the real gist. So, unfortunately, we've seen some protests uh, since the summer of 2022. Actually, it's been going on for quite a while now. The healthcare workers, particularly doctors in the UK, Mm. are underpaid. Mm. NHS doctors being underpaid. I've seen a tweet about this woman, this junior doctor, that shared... Um, that she had her pay after tax that was 1,600 pounds huh? yeah 1,600? yeah <laughs> <laughs> what can you do with that? pay rent? literally after, especially in this cost of living crisis you've paid rent, you've paid your bills especially mm-hmm. with the rising cost of gas yeah. electric and everything what are you left with? just pay your bills and sit at home and Is at it, that point that that's i think that's devastating considering that she she was complaining that she worked at over 12 hours per day what? and she would take extra night shifts and all this stuff and would still not get the compensation that they deserve yeah okay so i'm curious like when she takes the extra shifts hypothetically she's getting paid more for those Obviously, this is how much she got, including the shifts. Including the shifts. Oh wow! So I think it's it's quite alarming. I think it concerns everyone because we saw during the pandemic everybody was clapping outside. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody was clapping outside for and for healthcare workers. But guess what? They're underpaid. Unfortunately, (coughs) clapping is not enough. Clapping will not pay their bills. Clapping will not pay their bills. So. Um, there's not much that we can do as people, but we can definitely speak about it and protest as well. Join them with this movement, joining all healthcare workers together and fight this fight together. They deserve a lot better than this. Okay. I mean, we're healthcare workers, but like we, <laughs> we we deserve better, but I think particularly with doctors, considering how many hours to work, doctors and nurses, mm-hmm. they're being underpaid. Yeah, yeah. I mean personally one thing you can do is if you end up being a patient and you're talking to doctors and nurses, Be nice. Be, nice. be respectful yeah. don't just come there anyway anyhow they're working mm. long hours they're trying their best yeah and it's so sad because unfortunately i know like so many medical students yeah mm-hmm. and i hate to say it but many of them have an out strategy <laughs> everyone so is thinking of how they're gonna find their way to canada to the u.s to so- a different country because they're not satisfied with having a long-term pay hey, in the uk considering this it's true you do hear a lot of studies about how doctors trained here in the uk that a lot of them end up not even practicing as doctors after they finish their medical degrees like they no. just they just go on to do something else and i think it's kind of crazy that even us we know some medical students who have side gigs yeah they have side hustles have side and hustles. i'm like you're a doctor already is that not enough already Apparently no imagine doctors like you're trust. we're trusting them with our lives and now they're taking side hustle. Were well, they gonna be fully focused? Yo, to do this. already. They work long hours. I mean, huh? they're working long hours. So it's it's almost like it's quite demoralizing, considering that the the healthcare system is overburdened. are not mm-hmm. enough doctors, and we don't want them to leave. We yeah. need them to stay. We need them to stay. <laughs> Imagine you put all that money to train your doctors, and then they don't stay. And on top of the debt, oh my days. Oh yes, because they're taking student loans. Mm-hmm. So the debt that comes by the time you you, you take you like how many years to pay off those debts exactly like more than 20 years to yeah. pay off those debts and you're not so. getting paid enough now and you're not getting paid enough now so please please <sighs> what can we do just respect doctors, <laughs> respect doctors. <laughs> but also we are you know trying To get, get the attention about this, we're so trying to raise awareness about this just to let everybody know that it is an issue and that hopefully there will be policies that will be adjusted such that it can accommodate for better pay for healthcare workers. Agreed, agreed. And so that leads us to our topic for this week. yay yeah, yeah. Everyone, uh, what you got? What you got? What you got? I'm very excited for this topic. What is it? What is Because I've been thinking about this topic for a very long time. Mm-hmm. We're talking about drugs. Ah guys we're talking about drugs today. drugs do <laughs> you got something to say huh yeah what do say so <laughs> is, something you want to say? is she telling us something she's not saying anything what <laughs> i'm saying is i've thought about this problem long and hard and mm-hmm. in my eyes i see one solution but you know what i'm just one person with one opinion, one opinion. um we're here to discuss it see what we think we're yes. talking about the legalization of all drugs. Okay, so we're One going of there. The drugs. Please, before we speak on this, we still mm. want to remain employable. Yes. <laughs> Just a disclaimer <clears throat> that whatever we say in this episode is not a reflection of what we do in our personal life. No. <laughs> <laughs> It does not mean we condone Mm-mm. anything, okay? No. So do without what you will. At the end of the day, please, everyone, follow the law. <laughs> follow we the do law? Not condone the use don't of do illegal drugs. drugs. Don't do drugs. <laughs> don't do If they're illegal, don't do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> don't quote me. Yeah, yeah, don't quote us. Don't quote <laughs> us, okay? Right, so I'd like to begin with our case study. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Whitney Houston? Ah, uh, then... Go on. Love you. Wow. Child wow. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. We just been thank holding you. that in. Thank you. she have been you. waiting for her moment. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, we didn't oh. ask, but the things, the cry, the real life. But yes, Whitney Houston, beautiful singer, beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. And as we all remember, tragically, she died yeah. in 2012, February 2012. Oh, very sad. Yes. What um, do you remember about, like, her death? Do you remember what, like, the reported cause of death was? I was very I was really young at that age, first of all as younger yeah it's probably you know drug overdose drug overdose yeah yeah Yeah, not a bad guess (laughs) um so this is true february 2012 she was found in the bathtub of a hotel just before the grammys apparently Mm -hmm. um but now people are looking at the um, coroner's report Because I think at that age as well I was only maybe 13 And I thought she had died from cocaine use oh, Like specifically cocaine overdose Because okay. I'd heard before that she was a cocaine user But oh. let's find out what the coroner said <clears throat> So Um, The initial reports, for example, they found that uh, when they did blood tests, they Mm -hmm. indicated that she had smoked marijuana within two weeks before her death. I mean, just to note, at that time, marijuana was legal in California. Okay. uh, If it was used for medicinal purposes. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there was marijuana already. um, And then the toxicologist as well, he was reporting that she was acutely intoxicated from cocaine. Okay. Um, at the time of her death and she oh. was known to be a repeated cocaine user. Was it just based on what was discovered in her system afterwards? Yeah, this is now what was discovered in her system. Mm-hmm right so there was still also more stuff they will also look around her room and all these things and what mm-hmm. they found was a plethora of prescription medication bottles mm-hmm. now we don't know if these were like in her system at the time but mm-hmm. um, they were found in her hotel room mm-hmm. uh, the final report lists a total of 12 different medications wow. including okay. the anti-anxiety medication Xanax and the muscle relaxer Fle- 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 Flexeril <laughs> and uh, Flexorial. applied medical science. <clears throat> I got there in the end. Okay? Pronunciation flexoral flexoral. You get the point, you get it. It was a <laughs> master relaxer. Um, they also found an open bottle of champagne. Uh, on the mini bar, which was okay. just open and there was also a beer can mm-hmm. there was, there was, so there was a lot going on in that room clearly okay. she, she, she was taking us yeah yeah you know yeah. we can't make any conclusions but that was yeah. the scene that they mm-hmm. found overall in the toxicology report or the coroner's report um, they concluded that she died by accidental drowning, drowning but heart disease and cocaine use were contributing factors what does that mean? It means that I think What they were assuming Is for example When they found her She was in the bathtub Right? Mm-hmm. And they see all this stuff That was in her System Mm-hmm But it didn't seem like the cocaine or the drugs had directly caused her death. Mm -hmm. They think that she just drowned in the bathtub. Maybe she was passed out from the, you know, drugs or something and mixing of different drugs. Mm -hmm. Um, But it wasn't necessarily the direct cause of death. death. Yeah, and she also had a history of heart disease, I think. Mm. So, yes. Thanks for clarifying that. Yes, people. She didn't just die of, you know, overdosing on cocaine necessarily. No. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... Any thoughts, reactions? I think first of all, that's scary. Yeah. To die in your bathtub you day is supposed to be relaxing, mm-hmm. enjoyment, most more enjoyment—and you mm-hmm. just pass out mm-hmm. or you just drown. Yeah, that's a bit. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't know. And the overall, you know, I don't know if it's a stereotype or stigma or whatever. Mm-hmm around celebrities is that most of the time they die from some from other yeah. overdose. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if that wasn't the case then good. Good to hear. Good but to it, it's still like, okay, to what extent do they contribute, you know, that's still exactly. lingers in my brain. I'm not gonna lie. Like what to what extent did that the drugs contribute to her not being able to sustain herself in that water exactly exactly and i think when i was also reading reactions from her family and people close to her they were like we didn't even know she was using drugs oh wow i mean because i think before she had gone through treatment and was meant to be you know clean from drugs but clearly here it showed something else mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 okay very tragic <laughs> It's very but that's Whitney Houston's story. Oh, beautiful, beautiful Whitney. Beautiful Whitney. Rest in peace. May she rest in peace. Rest we in power. Her. Empower. power. <laughs> Not in my dream, though. You know. <laughs> yeah, don't help me. Don't help me that. <laughs> but yeah, guys. So we want to talk about drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, here with Whitney, we're seeing a case where drugs can be maybe potentially fatal, leads to some kind of death Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not just talking about old drugs mm-hmm. we're not just talking about old drugs what kind so. of drugs do we want to talk about we want to talk um, about tell psychoactive drugs okay <laughs> what are psychoactive drugs drugs that so get they- you feeling something feeling all types of high, <laughs> high. no say I'm high so while we get high <laughs> so while <are> we smoke <laughs> we're just having fun <laughs> we're okay so we're so sweet. Throwback, throwback. Wow. throwback I hope we don't get copyright. Please please please, YouTube, please YouTube. whatever we say here yeah we're sorry. not claiming anything sorry. we're just apologizing sorry. in advance Do not come for us yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway so if you want the definition psychoactive drugs these are substances that when taken in or administered into one's systems affect mental processes mm-hmm. so they affect how the brain works and cause changes in mood awareness thoughts feelings mm-hmm. behavior and some of the examples are marijuana, heroin, LSD, cocaine, and some pain medication. Mm-hmm. So, psychoactive drugs actually belong to a broader category of psychoactive substances, which include y'all's favorites alcohol. Oh, so y'all, was are <laughs> so y'all's favorite. coffee. She's throwing shit at the globe. <laughs> y'all. <laughs> you know yourselves. You know yourselves. You know yourselves and your behaviors. You alcohol lover. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So, in particular today, just we're not coming for all drugs. Okay, we want to come for the recreational drugs. Oh, recreational drugs. Recreational drugs. That's what, we, that's what we're going to call them. Yeah. When you okay. think recreational drugs, what kind of drugs do you think of? The ones that were recreated. Justly. <laughs> Justly. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, what? You've you be serious. Uh, uh recreational drugs. <laughs> recreation drugs like just give me names of drugs that come to your mind that have been processed that have been processed yeah like what like i don't heroin heroin mm-hmm. that's a good recreational drug like ecstasy yeah, i c- c- don't know please c- don't ask c- you why i c- c- know this. there's so many drugs <laughs> some would just say weed you I would ecstasy you know weed yeah weed yeah. Um, <laughs> the p- things that other people do <laughs> Let people Let <laughs> oh my days! Actually, like recreational drugs, it's quite a loose term, mm-hmm. and we refer- it refers to legal and illegal drugs. Okay, that are used without medical supervision. Okay, so you think about it, you're just doing that in your room? Oh, right? the ones that people do in their backyard. In the backyards, mm-hmm. you know, quite in silence. In silence. <laughs> in the drums. and in their own privacy in their own privacy but well, nobody can see them well, no one can see them so there are actually four categories of recreational drugs that we'll look at broadly mm-hmm. hey this word Anna Anna Jill's ex- Edna <laughs> With the pronunciation today, analgesics, analgesics, okay. painkillers. Pain oh, see, first was a painkiller, first was a painkiller. So is it a yes. drug? It's a drug, yes, it's a, it's a drug. Of course, it's a drug, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, not yeah. it's not illegal, it's not illegal. Depressants, stimulants, and hallucinogens. So, those are our four categories. So, we'll give we'll dive into one of them, give you examples. Anna, analgesic. do you know what and, uh, <laughs> I swear, today, yeah. We knew this topic was going to be interesting Because the pronunciation that just comes with everything It's not for the English It's not my first language It's okay we don't judge Yeah mm-hmm. Painkillers including mm-hmm. drugs like heroin Like you mentioned mm-hmm. Morphine, fentanyl mm-hmm. and codeine Codeine All the rappers singing about codeine Ah, What's the song you can think of? Perkins say and codeine uh, <laughs> <laughs> Today we're just going to be saying Guess what all these artists are always thinking about drugs? Yeah, they're think about drugs. <laughs> well, They know. They know the they names. Know. They know the pharmacological name. They actually do. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, these are painkillers and painkillers. These times they can cause a sense sort of euphoria. um mm, I mean, happy. happy, extra, extra happy. happiness. A lot of happiness in your life. When they say do what makes you happy, this is what they're talking about. <laughs> this is what we're talking about is it do what makes you happy, is this, make is, you this happy? is this okay, is okay, this drugs okay okay i'm okay. just learning here this is like drug class for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay then we have depressants like we said mm-hmm. and this includes alcohol oh what is why why did I say like that though i'm just reminding y'all that alcohol is he included here as a drug why is alcohol a depressant anyway tranquilizers and also <laughs> nicotine that's in cigarettes oh is that interesting. Mm. So, this class of drugs, these are drugs that can slow brain activity, they can mm. reduce anxiety, but they also slow down breathing and your heart rate. Okay. So, you can imagine these ones can easily kill you. They can, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Then we have stimulants mm. so, mm. the ones that you need if you want to perform. Eh? Yes, <laughs> please do yes. not quote me. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna get caught. <laughs> no, 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 You're, you're, you're on you something. You're on something. The project. ones that you know, if you want the people you use, well, they want to go on the night house, Yes. They want to, you know, et- impress their dates. Mm. You know, they want to say hi to people. Yes. They take extra drugs that they will, you know, stimulate drugs. their their personality. When, when she said perform, yeah, I thought you meant on the on the school test or something or at work. <laughs> I mean, think, performances can be in different contexts. <laughs> i you know, serious. <laughs> okay, oh, so stimulus, we're talking about cocaine, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. methamphetamine, meth, mm-hmm. and ecstasy, mm-hmm. aka M D M A. A.K.A. Mali. Okay. Yay. Yeah. we're talking about the cool stuff. Yeah. 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 The cool there's no cool drugs are not cool. <laughs> not no cool. No matter how cool these rappers make it sound. Drugs are not that cool. They're not that cool. They're not that cool so yeah like we said these are drugs that speed up the brain and body mm-hmm. activity they increase alertness Attention. Alertness. energy blood pressure heart rate breathing rate yes stress. yes we're just excited people that just excite you know yeah. they just automatically get creative extra yeah. creative Ow. they start planning their whole life ahead yes just by taking these drugs yes hmm. it's solve like like all the world's problems ah tonight yes. tonight. tonight yeah <laughs> <laughs> so those are our classes of drugs oh I almost forgot what? the most interesting class of drugs to me. Anyway, hallucinogens. Ah, uh, me, I don't like those ones. What are the hallucinogens? The ones that make you feel like you're somebody that you're not. The ones that make you th- go to different dimensions. The ones that make you think there's a plant there when there's not a plant. The there. ones that make you talk to aliens. <laughs> the ones that make you think <laughs> the world is coming to an end. Yes, <laughs> them ones. So in this class of drugs, we have LSD which is also known as acid sorry (coughs) just need to cough that's acid Mm -hmm. we have psilocybin which is Mm. magic mushrooms we have marijuana the ones that make you dream a little Yeah, Mm -hmm. we have ketamine Mm -hmm. we have ayahuasca Oh, I was... See, all these God. names... See, the way you're explaining it, yeah, it makes me actually imagine them, like, imagine the feelings. Yeah. See, I will not usually memorize it like that. I did all my pharmacology modules and I've forgotten the names, but now you're saying it like that. It yeah. makes sense. It's coming back, it's yeah. It's coming back. <laughs> so hallucinogens, these are drugs that cause, this like, profound distortions in the person's perception of reality. A.K.A. They get you tripping. Oh, like, tripping. They get you tripping. They get you tripping. cray-cray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The way I've heard some people describe it, okay. yeah. you Okay, make you go mad, okay, yeah. lose your mind, okay, okay, that's what we're Yeah, doing. you really are traveling to different realms mm-hmm. of existence. Existence, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so those are our drugs. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about drugs today in this podcast. These are kind of the categories we're going to be speaking about. Mm-hmm. But I have a question for you. Okay. What let's... do you think about the term recreational drugs? It, nah, I've really, really answered your question does like the, Do you 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 recreate... <laughs> the drugs that you recreate try the drugs that you recreate anyway fine i'll answer my own question <laughs> i thought it was not that problematic and then i came across this what quote from a retired physician he said recreational drugs is a bad term oh. it suggests that drugs can be fun and safe all drugs are nightmarish and dangerous they alter our perception of reality and diminish our ability to reason, both of which endanger us. Drugs create psychological and physical dependence, both of which enslave us. Mm-hmm. Recreation is a legitimate need that requires legitimate activities, ah. such as hobbies, mm-hmm. exercise, conversation, mm-hmm. music, dance, arts, and literature. Mm-hmm. Man, is he saying all these recreational drugs you want to do, you are being waste, man. Why can't you just do art? Why can't you just be at home, talking to people, mm. reading a book? Yeah. Agree. I, I don't agree, but I get what he's saying. Yeah, get he's saying. I get what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. I get what he means. Recreational does make it sound like it's just, ah, it's for fun. Just drink heroin for fun. So what's the real meaning of recreational drugs? The real meaning of recreational drugs, literally... Um, illegal and illegal drugs mm-hmm. that are used without medical supervision. Okay. It's very broad. It's very broad. Okay, It's very broad. But yeah, that's recreational drugs so yeah these drugs can be used in your free time just for fun whatever it may be we already know people do them mm-hmm. but are they all safe and just fun no could they be po- no 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 could there be potential harms of course of course <laughs> like what what could go wrong overdose, overdose. i take it i die mm. like if edna takes it you know she could be fine yeah. But if I take it, like could that, Like you just because that. your friend took it doesn't mean that you know it's gonna have the same effect on you. It's true. It could just mean that you know they have a different panel system, metabolism, metabolic system. So true. Yeah, the the effects on people are just different. They're yeah. just different. We don't know how people react to drugs. They alter your brain. They do. We all have different brains. We all have different brains, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we all have different genetics. Dif- oh, speaking of that, different genetic predispositions. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into that in a bit more detail later. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, what I'm particularly worth thinking about is tolerance, dependence, and addiction. Okay. So I'll just go a bit into what those terms mean, because I don't think people always make, like, the distinction. Mm-hmm. So when you are in a state of just drug tolerance this means you know with the long-term use of some drugs even those that can be prescribed by a doctor they can cause some people to develop a uh, a tolerance Mm -hmm. which means that they need higher and or more frequent doses of the drug to get the desired effect Mm -hmm. so a lot of y'all who may drink coffee you may already know this I know this I drink a lot of coffee coffee. Mm -hmm. where before I started as like you know one teaspoon of coffee, mm-hmm. then it became two teaspoons of coffee that I needed to stay mm-hmm. awake, mm-hmm. then it became three. Mm-hmm. I won't go into much into detail about <laughs> where <laughs> yeah. we are now. I was so, how much do you take now? Bro, okay, now I just do like double shots of espresso. Okay, per day? Not every day. Okay. I try to limit it because of this effect of tolerance, mm, just yeah. so that I'm like not always needing coffee. crazy amounts of coffee to stay yeah. awake that's interesting yeah yeah so that's what happens with other drugs as well the more you use them the more you're the gonna more... require to get the desired effect yeah so that like, like resistance yeah it's basically mm-hmm. like resistance you're right mm-hmm. <clears throat> then we move a level higher to drug dependence mm-hmm. and so this occurs with repeated use causing the neurons the little connections in your brains to adapt so they only function normally in the presence of the drug Okay, so when you're at the level of dependence, it's like your brain literally can only function normally when this drug is there. Mm-hmm. The absence of the drug causes several physiological reactions, ranging from mild cases in caffeine, like I just explained, mm-hmm. to potentially life threatening cases, such as with heroin. Mm-hmm. So, some chronic patients are dependent on opioids and require medical support to even stop taking the drug. Yeah, because they would have <laughs> withdrawal symptoms exactly okay that makes sense yeah literally it's now like you require the drug to be normal to be normal yeah physiologically your body has not changed yeah that does not sit well with me but okay yeah now we move on to drug addiction Mm -hmm. so when you talk about drug addiction this is something i learned medically it can actually be considered a chronic disease Mm -hmm. um it is characterized by compulsive or uncontrollable drug seeking and use despite harmful consequences And long-lasting changes in the brain. Mm -hmm. So addiction is you will know it causes your teeth to fall out. You know you don't have any more money, but you are just like, I need to go find this drug some way, somehow. I'll do whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. Um, The changes can result in harmful behaviors by those who misuse the drugs, whether they're prescription or illicit drugs, Mm -hmm. illegal drugs. Mm -hmm. So that's when we're at the level of drug addiction. Addiction. Yeah. Essentially, you're like, okay, it's either this or I'm die. Yeah. It's either this or I die. <laughs> Give me drugs now or I'm die. Right now. Right Yeah. So, why should we care? Do you think people should care about drugs? Absolutely. 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 We should care about drugs. I think it is a public health concern <laughs> because mm-hmm. people are doing it. And we have seen, as I said before, many celebrities. Mm-hmm. do die from a, some form of drug overdose mm-hmm. it's, it's quite a thing not just celebrities but even i've heard of like medical students students at university mm-hmm. that were trying to take drugs because they simply cannot handle the stress of life mm-hmm. and they end up being like addicted they find out they have a, some form of addiction so mm-hmm. it, i think it is a public health concern mm-hmm. it, it is a concern that we need to think about not just on a fun level or yeah. like on a political level but also like more from a health Aspect. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. It's like, yeah, you would think with so many people doing drugs, um, why, 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 why do they continue? First, I'd like to jump into how many people actually use drugs each year. This was interesting to look up. Mm-hmm. If you had to guess, how many people use drugs each year in the world? In the world. In the world. How many people die rather? How many people die from drug use? I know in the U.S. there were about. I think in twenty fifteen there were about seven million people that died from, from, from drug overdose. Mad. Um, I'm not too sure. I think I think. So if I'm to use go based of that <clears throat> estimates in a world, it's probably a lot, like millions of people. Wow. Wow. I mean you're somewhere. <laughs> Yes, that was The answer okay. shocked me too Even when you think globally mm-hmm. um, And this is coming from our world in data mm-hmm. uh, And these, this is based on Numbers from 2019 mm-hmm. So we can look at Drug use mm-hmm. uh, In terms of direct deaths mm-hmm. Direct deaths from drug use mm-hmm. And indirect deaths So direct deaths are like you said overdoses mm-hmm. And then indirect deaths are those which can result from The drug use being a risk factor mm-hmm. uh, For the development of Various diseases or injuries. So, for instance, if you are using a drug that requires drug like injections, mm-hmm. you're putting yourself at risk of hepatitis and HIV infection, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they are also links to suicide, liver disease, etc. Mm-hmm. So, from direct deaths, they estimate that approximately it's five hundred thousand globally. Five hundred thousand. Five hundred thousand globally in twenty nineteen. Okay, I was way up. <laughs> <laughs> And then from indirect deaths, they think it's 180,000. So combined total is 680,000 deaths. There are about just under a million. Under a million deaths uh, from drunk use. So where did I get this stuff from? And I don't know like, where you got this stuff from. <laughs> I saw, I saw this stat. It's the magic, Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I can only imagine it's hard to, to measure, even globally. Yeah. So yeah, six hundred and eighty thousand deaths. That's still a lot of people. Yeah. That's still a lot of people. Like, um, and to put that into perspective, hey, where's the English today? English language. <laughs> to put that into perspective for everyone, mm-hmm. the deaths, direct and indirect from alcohol. million interesting in the world in 2019 fascinating smoking 8.7 million deaths Mm -hmm. in 2019 globally fascinating isn't that very interesting Mm -hmm. drug use doesn't even come close to it doesn't come to a million Mm -hmm. alcohol 2.6 but then my question I don't have a question though (laughs) go for it my thing is now like wouldn't um, deaths from illegal drug misuse be underestimated why? because maybe because the people that smuggle them and use them are doing it on the low on the, the, the low low <laughs> <laughs> therefore, you wouldn't want to get caught or mm-hmm. get any of your links mm-hmm. caught because mm-hmm. it exposes the whole network. <laughs> Acting like you're sending messages but yeah yeah Yeah. does that make sense no that makes sense that's a really good point i Mm -hmm. do think we probably underestimate these Mm -hmm. like only yeah it Mm -hmm. doesn't sound like a lot but I also think it's a general misconsumption. People think uh, overdoses are like so massively mm-hmm. like, a problem when it's like when you look at alcohol and smoking, hmm. Mm-hmm. hmm, 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 hmm. Interesting. What is the real problem? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so what I also found interesting is that with smoking, typically the deaths occur in older people, mm-hmm. mainly people aged like 70 and older. Whereas with um, drug use and alcohol, it's normally younger people that are impacted, people 50 and younger, and also men. Men and my my question is this that this stats is it what i don't know if you look into it but was it similar before alcohol and tobacco use was legalized oh that's really hard to tell Mm. that's really hard to tell because like our only comparison would be what maybe in the 1920s when Mm. alcohol was prohibited in Mm. um in the u.s Mm. I think it would be really hard to tell. Yeah, that yeah, would yeah. be interesting to, to know. Yeah, person. to see a comparison. But the thing is, like, it's never really been a time when it's like globally alcohol and smoking was just not allowed. Like, people mm. have been drinking wine, they've been drinking. Jesus been turning ah, water into wine. Jesus been doing it. he been on this. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it would be hard to tell with that one. Mm-hmm. But good point. Good point. Uh, my next question is with something so deadly so fatal can cause dependence tolerance addiction Mm -hmm. why would you do it why do people do drugs you asking me yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, why do people do drugs <laughs> No, I'm <laughs> asking you. They're not here right now. You are. What? Okay. Why do I? Why do I think people do? Drugs? Why do you think people do drugs I mean, there's several reasons why somebody could decide to do drugs They could just try because it's like, okay, I want to see what's the, what's the big fuss. Community. What's, the hype? What's, what's the, the hype? what's the hype? What's the hype? Or it could be, you know. That maybe people in their family do it as well, so mm. they're more likely to do it. Mm. the think it's just normal. Yeah, I think it's normal. Or it's peer pressure. Mm. Yeah, it's a very important factor. <laughs> oh, who was that for? Um you know, even if you've been at university or in mm. high school, you know we can't ignore that as a factor that peer it pressure is. is a major contributor. It is. And then there's also that um also the financial mm. incentive. Just speaking from like someone that is dealing right oh okay okay if someone someone let's say they really need money and they they, they don't have an education they haven't accessed they were not able to afford going to go into school or mm-hmm. say they said they had to provide food for their family they said their father is not there then they would want to maybe like no find a new way to generate income for mm. the family. There's that and then there's addiction, mm-hmm. potentially dependence, like if you have a genetic predisposition, then mm. you're more likely to even want to try and do it. So mm-hmm. I think that yeah there's several there's factors. Several oh it's also just there. You know, some people have you know, you <laughs> can't ignore it. <laughs> some of these drugs grow in the ground, the soil. Ooh. So if you just see drugs near you, you'd want to be like, Okay, let me just try. Yeah, what is this? If it's just right there, you just yes. no pick up the mushroom. You're yeah. not saying you should do it. Hey, hey, I see you. <laughs> You're judging me already. You just pick it up and you know Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, those that's that's covers a whole lot of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me what I was curious about and I think what people underestimate is the biological reasons. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's really important to keep in mind that some people may just have like that. Bris- predisposition something in their genetics something that mm. runs in their family yeah. that just means even alcohol they're yeah. just more predisposed to getting addicted mm-hmm. uh, to such substances and then when you think about it as well from a biological level once you try the drug right mm-hmm. the drug excites the part of the brain that makes you feel good mm-hmm After you take the drug for a while, the feel-good parts of your brain, they get used to the drug. Mm -hmm. You like feeling good. You like the good, good feeling. Yes. Then you need to take more of the drug to get the same good feeling. So, your brain and your body must have the drug to feel normal like we spoke about. And you will feel sick, anxious, irritable without that drug. Nobody mm. wants to feel that way. Nobody. I don't want to feel that way. I don't want to feel that way either. So, if I don't want to feel that way, if I want the good, good feeling. The good, good feeling. I will just take my drug. Okay, take them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not you're <laughs> like, okay, take the drug. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. And at, so, your <laughs> at your own risk. At your own risk. At your own risk. So they've actually done genetic studies or not genetic studies rather brain studies Mm -hmm. of people with addiction and there's actually physical changes in the parts of the brain that are important for judgment, making decisions, learning, memory, and controlling behavior. Mm. So there is genuinely a part of you know, being dependent on a drug mm-hmm. that is due to your brain chemistry actually just changing. Just change. Like there's no sense of oh, if you just have the willpower, you can just change. You change. can just stop the drug. Mm. No, your brain and your body are now dependent on dependent. that drug. And there's also stress. Mm-hmm. Forgot forgot to mention that some people they live pretty much their whole life not really feeling the need to, and their life just hits. <laughs> Especially, I'm thinking particularly for these celebrities, the pressure to constantly perform Mm. at a very high level with a big platform can be quite daunting. Yeah, 100%. Uh, we know very commonly as all well, wall street people mm. like you were saying medical students or just university students people who maybe are really in high pressure jobs and environments mm-hmm. they'll take things like cocaine speed mm-hmm. methamphetamines just to keep up and stay awake and mm-hmm. you know keep on top of everything and mm-hmm. um, then when we think about just like social reasons like you mentioned there's peer pressure. But they also see that people who are more at risk of ending up with um with a drug dependency are people who had a difficult childhood, people who had some form of early trauma. Yeah. Oh because obviously people like you don't wanna feel bad all the time, so sometimes you just use the drugs as the coping mechanism. Escape route. Yeah, it's the mm. escape route. And mm. like you said, maybe you just maybe you're just curious. <laughs> just wanna try. You just wanna try new things. You just wanna try and taste. Yeah, because thought, forbidden fruit. <laughs> forbidden fruit you're right. <laughs> it's forbidden. For real for real. real. Forbidden you, you could go to jail. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. That's one thing I thought I was crazy. I've heard of people who do, like, cocaine socially. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. As in, you know, they just say, oh, when I'm at parties, so like, just you, take a little you snort. Just, you just want to take a get a high high at a pa- casual party. So let me just do some cocaine. Just, ah, yay. Bro. Anyways, me, I'm not judging. I'm just like, oh, my body. How's that good yeah. to feel? Yeah, that's when I also, like, I got interested in this whole, like, conversation around, like, uh, legalizing drugs because I really thought cocaine was... You try it once, you're hooked. That's the end of you. <laughs> well, That's the end. I think there is definitely like a, a stigma attached to cocaine in particular. Mm. But when you hear somebody say cocaine, yes, uh, co- you doing cocaine? It sounds like a serious drug. You're <laughs> you a serious. You're a serious So we've talked about all the problems that can arise from drug overdoses, addiction, and obviously without mentioning that indirectly, you know. People who do have overdoses, they have to be treated in hospitals. So there is a mm-hmm. burden associated there with mm-hmm. treating people with drug overdoses mm-hmm. and with addictions. Mm-hmm. So my question is, you know, we have this whole big problem of drugs and we've tried to just get rid of them. They're not going anywhere. They're not. Should we just decriminalize them? Is all the way? of way All the drugs. Decriminalize all drugs. Should we just decriminalize them and say, you know what, everyone, just do what you want to do. The That's drugs. a good question. With the drugs. You're asking me? am <laughs> <I'm> I asking, bro. <laughs> Who else? I don't know. You were talking to yourself. <laughs> um, do we decriminalize them? Or legalize them? De- decriminalize or legalize. We can get into that, too. About mm-hmm. what would be the difference. So... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're trying to catch me. I'm not trying to catch you. She's trying to get me cancelled. I'm just trying to get your thoughts. Trying to get my thoughts. Save. This is a safe space. Is it? Jeez. Is it? It's, it's just me. It's just not, it's me. Is you and potentially anyone listening to this. <laughs> don't think about that. I won't think about them. I'll just act like I'm talking to you in private. Because yeah. this, is, this is between us. Yeah. It goes nowhere else. No one. No one. I'm not even going to tell you. My answer is no. Oh, mm-hmm. we should not. I think okay. I think. Oh no no no. I think decriminal decriminalising is not a problem. Mm-hmm. Like removing the criminal mm. <laughs> the criminal sanctions yes. associated to using drugs. Yes. It's gonna be problematic. Like how you go and ban it for taking something that's, that goes in the ground.
1: Thank that's you. the first
0: thing. But then to legalize all drugs, Mm -hmm. my answer is no, because some of them are very dangerous. Mm. And there's no guarantee that even if you regulate it, people are not going to misuse it. Mm -hmm. So now if you're going to give it to people, you're going to distribute it. Yes, you can regulate it in terms of, okay, this is the dose I would recommend, etc. But then now if it's all legalized for everyone to access we mentioned the genetic predisposition. Mm-hmm. Some people may not know that they have a genetic predisposition. Mm-hmm. So, they're not gonna, they're not gonna know until they try it. And then they mm-hmm. try it and then all of a sudden, you know, getting, ha oh, oh, <laughs> ha so... That's what it does drugs do. <laughs> uh, whatever it does to you, <laughs> only you know. Um, <laughs> my thing is, I think, to, to decriminalize it, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not against that. I think it, it's, 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 uh, From a public health perspective, Mm -hmm. it's not problematic in the sense that you're removing that motivation for people to do it. What's the main reason why people decide to start dealing drugs? Start dealing. That's what's the main reason. It's because these drugs are not being taxed, right? Mm. So it's available... But the government cannot tax it. No, essentially you get all the profits. You get, they get all the profits. So there's a lot of money being made from this, and they're like, "Yes, let's do it." So now the government's now deciding to to have this war on drugs, yeah. it's not. It's clearly it's not been effective. No, right? No, it's, no, it's not. It's not been effective. So making it a criminal thing has not clearly it hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. But now my thing is are we not going to legalize every drug that there is? Mm -hmm. My answer is, I don't... It's like a note like, I don't know. And, (laughs) like, I don't... I... Personally, personally, I think it's a danger... It's dangerous in the sense that I don't think there's enough that we know in terms of all these drugs and how Mm -hmm. they impact people, especially different demographics of people. Mm -hmm. I guess we understand how opioids work and we understand how paracetamol works. Mm -hmm. We understand how the usual... um, um, drugs work for medicinal use like mm-hmm. we have that generic understanding mm-hmm. but I feel like there is still that discrepancy in research when it comes to how it works, how the, the, the pathogenesis in different groups like for example in in um I don't know, people that are overweight people that are a bit underweight people that are um I don't know, exposed to I don't know, air pollution. Mm. What's the effect in these different. We don't, mm. I don't think we know enough yet. And so if we legalize everything now, it's like on what basis would it on be? On what basis? On what basis? Mm-hmm. These are all great questions. For mm-hmm. <laughs> me personally. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I know where <what> you're going. <laughs> I think just decriminalize them. Mm. Just decriminalize them. Mm. I, I feel like I am more convinced that decriminalization. Is better Mm -hmm. uh, than what we currently have. And I think we both agree there, yeah, at the very least, that some of the drugs should be decriminalized. Yeah. Should it be all of them? Mm -hmm. Which of me wants to just say yes? Yeah. Because I'm like, either way, like what we currently have is not working. People will find these drugs anyway, anyhow. They go do it. it. And and I came across this documentary, right? Mm. It was this White man, like a proper like when you imagine him, he looks like he works like he's a geek, you know, like he works in like a tech company, just seriously yeah, coding, yeah, yeah, computer yeah, science. He's, he's like us. a he's like a data engineer da- from Coca Cola. There you go. That's an Atlanta job for oh. all the fans. <laughs> I know, Justin, don't watch it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like he's a data engineer for Google. I don't know. Yeah, like them, them ones, them ones, you know. yeah, yeah. yeah. Serious, yeah. But, you know, he was talking about how he, he was a drug dealer, you know, for, for a good two decades. Yeah. And how he, he basically explained how the whole system works and how no matter how many sanctions the governments decide to put, there are new... They come up with new ways to smuggle. Mm-hmm. They come up with new ways. And usually... Um, the people that they would recruit are people that have normal jobs, mm-hmm. people that have, especially people that have some form of skill. They will not hire you if you don't have any skills. So, mm-hmm. for those of you that think that people that do drugs is because, yeah, they're, they're jobless or they're, they're basically useless in society, I quote. Mm-hmm. Um, no, in this case, he was saying that me, for the, the type of CV that I look for, in. <laughs> In, in in our network mm-hmm. are people that have real skills that have potentially worked in the past or that are currently working. Not working, experience. <laughs> work experience. <laughs> he said, I want to see work experience. I need to see as it needs to be well spoken. He was very well outspoken. You would never imagine that this guy, the biggest smuggler in the in he's actually a UK, a British man. Biggest. <laughs> can smuggle out your started from the age of 16 then continued doing it and continued up until the point where essentially he got caught but his strategy was mm-hmm. that <laughs> key point he, still got, he still got caught he said his strategy was that he would smuggle he would basically i don't have to explain it he he would put the drugs like install them within rubber Mm-hmm. And that's how he would try. He would go through airports, so he would avoid places oh. like the U.S., where there's potentially like a death penalty in some states, yeah. or like places where where else? He said um, some places in Asia as well. where he said they wouldn't go, they wouldn't. <laughs> they yeah, wouldn't, they maybe wouldn't, Philippines because I know the, they have like a death. I think you can die. You could <laughs> die. Be so they would avoid such places. So they'd go to like the places where it's okay. It's, it's decent. And from what he said, he was basically advising, saying that. the <laughs> The government, the government is not winning this war. And as a matter of fact, if you're sending people to prison, you're instead training them on how to find better ways. They <laughs> say to... You're facilitating sharing of knowledge, yes. collaboration. Literally, you're like, finally putting them together in one place. They're forming stronger networks. And he said, he said, I like, quote, he said, prison is the final school of crime. <laughs> So, good luck sending them all to prison. Fine, you can continue penalizing them. Send them all to jail. They're all gonna collaborate together, form an association. Yeah, stronger and better. <laughs> stronger and better, and when they come out, they pass it from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. So, I think to answer your question of should we decriminalize drugs, I think when I think of this, I just think. Because of how he laid the facts, he was not—he was not biased at all. He was literally just stating the facts of how mm-hmm. it works, and I was saying that like, I've done it all. I—I was smuggling cocaine, particularly cocaine, and he said that. The only thing was that he knew that there would be a time where he would get caught. Like yeah. that was the thing that like, at some point, especially like there was a time the moment where he, he ended up sent, he ended up being sentenced for about twelve years mm-hmm. in Ecuador, in prison. yeah. Um, yeah. Um, he ended up being sentenced for twelve years and before even before when he was like he was about to to get caught, yeah. um, that was a back and forth thing from he yeah. did not have that peace of mind. He was always he was always like finding new ways. Yes, he escaped, but yeah. he could tell that his time was coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had limited time. <laughs> limited time. Yeah, this this one just illustrates to me the whole thing of when these drugs we can decriminalize them, which I think a lot of people don't find that problematic because it's like. Why Given the reasons Why people actually do drugs Like we said It could just be A coping mechanism mm-hmm. Whatever it may be Okay let's not punish people Who we just find Are using the drugs mm-hmm. But maybe Let's Ban the sale Of these drugs mm-hmm. The sale of these drugs mm-hmm. However It's like the black market is just gonna exist and like you're saying they will have their ways they will have they will their ways, ways. where there's a will there's a way mm-hmm. and other things that like, even if we end up legal for <coughs> them what's gonna happen the one thing we know about pharmaceutical companies like they like money mm-hmm. they like profits so they're gonna tax they're gonna the government will impose really high taxes and they're gonna be overly priced and guess what the black market is gonna do they're gonna sell it at lower prices, mm-hmm. and you'll continue. Mm-hmm. This is my other thing when it comes to the actual legalizing of the sale because I thought at first I was like, "Let's just decriminalize. That's mm-hmm. enough." But legalizing, I think, as well, is gonna help with this thing. Mm-hmm. I'm glad like you brought up the taxes because I'm like, we already put taxes on like the sale of alcohol, mm-hmm. uh, cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Sugar tax here in the mm-hmm. UK why can't we do the same with some of these drugs instead of all the money just being channeled to the black market and you're spending all this money investing in this war on drugs which i don't even think know what you're doing (laughs) how are you fighting drugs (laughs) literally you're fighting the ground yeah what are you gonna do bro like you've already lost like (laughs) you know what i mean so instead of funneling all your money to go there Why don't you actually funnel money more into setting up actual drug prevention methods, drug treatments, maybe better education for people, and Mm -hmm. then you can actually cash in on the taxes that are made from the sale of drugs? Yeah, no, it's a very good point. I think just even looking at cases like Portugal, Mm -hmm. where they they had a similar issue where they... I think they came came to the conclusion that decriminalizing all drugs would be the solution. Mm -hmm. Because... It came to a point where they were spending more money on drug, illegal drug use sanctions than mm-hmm. education itself. <laughs> Think about that. Which is quite problematic. And they saw that their prisons were getting food, they did not have the capacity to put people in jail mm-hmm. anymore. So they were like, okay, you know what? This is clearly not working. We need a new strategy, and it's often used as a case study to show okay, this is how it works. However, they've had they've also had concerns around like um people using heroin more but then they had the way they, they went about it was they had more um rehabilitation centers for people that were heroin addicts and whatnot. So that if people are concerned about um I don't know legalizing drug, a particular drug, or decriminalizing them, then maybe, instead of putting all our efforts on, the like, criminal sanctions, then we could put efforts into, like, rehabilitation centers and help for people that need it because it's not actually a... It's not always a matter of, I just want to be a bad person and just be a rebellious criminal. Mm-hmm. No, it's not always that. Mm-hmm. Because it's been so stigmatized. It's usually... People that need help because why would they mm-hmm. go through this this lens, go through all these barriers mm-hmm. to still go against the government, go against society to still do it? You know, mm-hmm. there has to be a reason for it, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The reasons, are, yeah, they're just deeper than I just want to do drugs for fun. we have been saying like people, they just use as a coping mechanism, and because that's the coping mechanism they choose, it also comes with this risk and impacts. Yeah. But I'm actually glad you, you brought up Portugal because there's another country I was looking into, mm-hmm. my second home. Switzerland. Oh, La Switzerland, Zimbabwe. <laughs> ah, my fr- What's wrong with you? I don't know how many times I've told this girl I am Zimbabwe Every season I was like, Edna, which, which one is it? Today it's Switzerland. It's Switzerland. <laughs> Today she is Swiss, y'all. Yeah. Next episode, ask her where she's from again, we'll find out. It might be Zambia. <laughs> anyway switzerland Mm -hmm. switzerland these days is known to have like quite liberal you know drug policies in europe in the world and all these things Mm -hmm. but it wasn't always so guys Mm -hmm. it wasn't always so i just want to take you through switzerland's journey switzerland's Mm -hmm. character arc Mm -hmm. (laughs) because they went through a lot i want to talk about this needle park that they used to have Mm -hmm. so let's take ourselves back to the 1970s Like much of Europe, Switzerland in the mid-1970s, they had drug laws that criminalized individual drug possession Mm -hmm. and, you know, just the use of drugs. So if you just just had them on you as a person... No, criminal. Criminal, straight to jail. Crime. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. So... At the same time, around the nineteen sixties and seventies, though there were all these countercultural movements, you know, mm-hmm. the, the hippie lifestyle, oh, and all these things, and because, you know, pa- no, just hi- hippie, <laughs> not not hip-hop. Hippie. Hippie. hip hop, hippie, hippie, and then hop, not no, the, no, no. it's not hip hop, heap, and then hope No, I'm talking about hippies. <laughs> hippies make make love, not war, or something. I don't know. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Because there was some of these countercultural movements that were happening, it also came they think with an increase in the use of heroin. Okay. In Europe in the nineteen sixties and seventies, Western Europe particularly. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this was a terrible time. Nineteen sixties, seventies, you also had HIV. You oh, also had mm-hmm. HIV on the up and come. Mm-hmm. In Switzerland, at the time, was estimated to have the highest HIV prevalence amongst European countries. Mm-hmm. Imagine Switzerland, I the highest prevalence. No, you can't even imagine that now. Yeah, nowadays it's like yeah, what? What? Switzerland of all places. Mm-hmm. Anyway, a lot. This was partly due to like this problem related to heroin use, mm-hmm. and that people were transmitting it from drug injections. Yeah, exchanging uh, needles, right? Mm-hmm. So, what did they decide to do in the canton of Zurich? They were like, we have a brilliant idea, new innovation. Why don't we create a park where the heroin users can just come and do their heroin and Hmm. no one will arrest them? Oh, was that a trap? It's like, you know when the mouse, the cat decides to put cheese right there. Let's just, let's feel free. Go ahead. They were very serious Mm Even when I read this I said What do you Mm -hmm. mean? Yeah I'm not really Literally It was called Plat Plat's Spitz (coughs) Or Needle Park Mm -hmm. It was Like right next to The central train station This is the park Mm -hmm. Where you can come And do your heroin For free And you know You can freely inject it And no one will arrest you Okay It was just that That was the park and at the height uh, of this open scene, they they, they they sort of gathered around maybe 2,000 drug users a day. Mm-hmm. 2,000 a day. 2,000 a that. day. In this wow. one park. Wow. And so it did not only attract drug users, heroin drug users, injectors in Switzerland, people from across Europe were coming to this one park. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. of course. Of course as you can imagine chaos ensues like mm-hmm. no one was just no one was overseeing this the police could not you know arrest anyone so a lot of the problems that happened is you still continue to get people you know transmitting hiv hepatitis mm-hmm. from the exchange of you know uh, uh hmm. unhygienic needles yeah and uh, people are overdosing still there's just many dealers in the park it was just very chaotic mm-hmm. <laughs> very chaotic and so there were this group of doctors that decided to volunteer. They were mm. not really allowed to go into the park and volunteer, but they went against the law anyway. Yeah. They said, we're going to help these people. Um, and they had this theory that obviously when you provide clean needles, when you make sure that people are using the drug safely, when they treat any of their wounds, when they, you know, deal with any cases of overdose... Um, That you're going to have a decrease in, you know, obviously the overdoses, even the use of heroin itself Mm -hmm. and the prevalence of HIV and hepatitis. Mm -hmm. Right. That was a theory. Uh, And so that's what they were doing in the park. Uh, These doctors are really smart because what they did is they also started gathering data okay as to what was gonna happen Mm -hmm. and one of the things that i found interesting Mm -hmm. uh that they found as well was they did a survey Mm -hmm. and at the time even in switzerland europe the public perception was that the open sea this park was populated mostly by unemployed drifters Mm -hmm. uh you know waste 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 man just people were not (laughs) contributing nothing to society Official stoners. Official stoners. Conductors wanna... of weed. Of heroin. <laughs> of heroin. <laughs> there we go. Mm-hmm. But what their survey actually showed was one third, mm-hmm. like 33% of these people who were frequent visitors of the park mm-hmm. were people with jobs. Mm-hmm. Families, mm-hmm. people who had social circles, yeah. they were in mainstream society, mm-hmm. but sometimes they just come to the heroin park and do their heroin. You know, I have to say about this, yeah? Mm. I think there's this misconception that the people that do drugs mm-hmm. are people that are jobless, uh-huh. unemployed, mm-hmm. broke, mm-hmm. basically bummed. Down bad. <laughs> Down bad. But you will be surprised. Yes, be surprised. It literally, like, as I said with this man that I, I mentioned the case of you would not imagine him being the one doing drugs. So I'm like, it literally could be, like, a young, innocent-looking white girl with, a, with blonde hair wearing game. pink, all pink, like, looks purely as white. Whatever innocent means to you. It, <laughs> it could be, like, even, like, a, a, a man in a whole suit or a woman. I don't know. Like, that's the misconception, is that, like, people that do these drugs are, like, high-end criminals. But no, exactly. They're just regular people, like, you I. They just people. do heroin and cocaine sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's <laughs> it. You know? <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. The mm-hmm. park was shut down because it was still too chaotic. Of <laughs> okay. course. But it did open up the door for Switzerland's, you know, famous drug liberal policies. Mm-hmm. And so... What they set up afterwards, they had needle exchanges, they had clean injection rooms where there were medical staff on hand, mm-hmm. they had methadone prescription programs and the heroin prescription programs that now exists to this day in Switzerland for Heavily dependent uh, drug users. So, for the people that are curious, methadone is used to treat heroin addiction or dependence. Mm-hmm. So, it reduces withdrawal symptoms like shaking, flu-like symptoms. and it also helps prevent cravings, mm-hmm. the cravings for... Heroin. we also have this uh, heroin assisted treatment and yes this is providing pure heroin to people mm-hmm. um yeah and since since Switzerland introduced these laws in around like 1994 we've seen a decrease in the number of heroin users they also mm-hmm. see a decrease in you know um uh crimes from people who who use heroin a lot of these people also end up getting reintegrated into society in terms of like finding jobs Mm -hmm. because now they don't have to worry about sustaining their drug addiction Mm -hmm. they're getting treatment for that and they can just focus on getting better and doing being regular members of society yeah all of this to say when people come And say, oh, you just put drugs everywhere. People are just going to do them. You're going to get an increase in the use of drugs. And I'm like, not necessarily. No. Not necessarily. Like, I keep going back. No one necessarily wants to be addicted to drugs. No. It's not a great feeling. It's not. I think um, that's... You raise a really good point there. That it is a misconception that... um, Yeah, people think that if you... Decriminalize drugs and you make it available for people, mm-hmm. then they're just gonna do it all and just all get high. Mm-hmm. I think, which my counter argument mm. for this, obviously, like I'm, I'm a bit torn. Mm. I'm to be honest, I'm completely Like, okay, I get the argument to decriminalize to to legalize drugs because mm-hmm. I'm okay with. I think decriminalizing is okay. Yeah. Now with legalizing i just don't think that we know enough on how it affects different people mm-hmm. that's my initial concern is that how are we going to set like this is this case study was for heroin users right mm-hmm. and they kind of knew how okay this person is addicted to heroin this so we're going to give them meth for them to you know, be able to cope with the withdrawal symptoms now with if you're going to legalize all drugs yeah. <laughs> All drugs. Oh, no, no. Cocaine. Cocaine. Oh, heroin <laughs> Methine. <Please>. Uh, <laughs> ecstasy. Oh, wow, <laughs> yeah. boy! You want to legalize <laughs> <laughs> fun of my pronunciation. I'm, wow. I know. You get the gist. If you're going to legalise, I don't even really, I haven't listed them all. There's so many. I don't know all of them. If you to legalize everything, there is a huge risk that we could potentially get new drug addicts and we'd have to take extra care for these people that are genetically predisposed to being addicted. Because I could be living here and I don't even know if I'm, a, I'm genetically, genetically predisposed to being addicted to that. So my issue is legalizing all drugs I don't think so. Maybe there are some of them that we were we said okay we've studied it and we understand it well enough, but I think at the moment the stigma around drugs is already way too high for us even openly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we literally just had a um, big sound. Yeah. Then, well Sound like a firework. A firework outside. <laughs> um, I thought my life was over. <laughs> <laughs> the Speaking asked. of drugs, literally from <laughs> a <Literally? language> speak. <laughs> Say what were you like? saying? <laughs> literally, I had a dream last night that the police came knocking on my door, saying, "I heard you were saying on the podcast that you want to legalize drugs." Say so <laughs> it right. <laughs> the war of drugs came to your doorstep. <laughs> it came to my doorstep. Nice. That's why I have to keep putting disclaimers here. Please, not come for me. Um, what was I saying? I was saying. That my my issue still comes down to... We don't know enough. We don't know enough. And these drugs will potentially kill you. Yeah. Not potentially. <laughs> be, they can't kill people. They can't kill people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we get it. This is getting suspicious. It's suspicious. <laughs> um... It could but it could kill. It drug drugs kill, thinking. <laughs> And you know, call it whatever you want to say. I'm just just putting the facts straight here. There's an advantage on both sides. Like I get it. I get I get I get it. <clears throat> but <laughs> like I heard you. I heard you. <laughs> but my my issue still comes. Like if it medically, like I, when I was doing a placement, um, of my medical science electives i saw (laughs) i saw i came across this woman that you know she she was originally she needed like treatment i can't remember what treatment it was in particular but i know that she needed treatment and she used a particular drug which was a medicinal drug obviously not illegal legal and it turned out that she was dependent that she was dependent and ended up having to go back to use that drug again and this was like i don't remember it was not a common drug it was one drug that i don't i don't remember mm-hmm. um don't quote me i don't remember but from what i can take from this is there are so many drugs available out there mm-hmm. so if you're going to legalize everything to to what extent what's the dose and then children and and young people the people that are even going to be interested in taking these drugs are going to be young vulnerable people it's very unlikely for it to be um, I mean, grown adults do drugs too, yes, but the people that are going to be super excited about this new policy of legalizing all drugs, it will be the teenagers. <laughs> it will be the teenagers, the people in, in at college, in uni, they'll want to do it. And, and what happens? They're young, they're vulnerable, they're not fully developed, Even pa- even from... Past the age of 18, like up until 25, and you you're not know, fully, fully developed yet. So it, it could make you slow, it could make you academically underperform, even like even performing like your regular day-to-day past, mm-hmm. it could impact that. And there's just not enough to be able to say yes, yes, <sighs> yes to it all. <laughs> I For me, the thing is, let's look at alcohol and cigarettes. I'm Mm, sorry. I knew. These are things that cause millions of deaths every year. Mm. And and I agree with you. I don't think when we say decriminalize or legalize all drugs, even if we have a situation where we're selling drugs in stores or whatever, Mm -hmm. there should be age restrictions. Mm -hmm. Same way we do with alcohol and cigarettes. And they still use it. And they still use it they still use it in fact it's like like you're saying definitely there'll be people who are much more vulnerable and to me personally I think it's much more people with the traumas and they're trying to escape from something Mm -hmm. they will be exposed but studies sort of are quite uncertain about which drug they're much more likely to use it sort of just depends on what's there some of them if it's alcohol they'll be dependent on alcohol if Mm -hmm. it's weed it will become weed if meth is right there in the environment then that's what they'll go to So, it doesn't have to be necessarily the ones that we think are, like, hard, hard drugs. Mm -hmm. It could be anything. No, but then there are drugs that are, like, genetically, like, your family could be predisposed to heroin. That's true. That's true. That's what I'm talking about. I think in in terms of, like, yeah, it could be any drug, but like i'm just literally right now off the top of my head i'm thinking of um how to get away with murder mm-hmm. <laughs> annalise was a was an alcohol addict but her her therapist was a heroin addict yeah and his and her his child was also a heroin addict mm-hmm. and it was passed on from family from generation to mm-hmm. generation so yeah i don't know if criminalising is a solution that one we can say that it's not mm-hmm but to legalize it there are i think there are some implications some medical implications that we cannot ignore but that's my thing though we have medical implications for smoking and alcohol and we allow it and 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 (laughs) yeah i'm not gonna lie let's let's take even just marijuana versus alcohol Mm -hmm. i'm like alcohol what benefits come from alcohol like on a, on a body level for your health? There's no mm-hmm. benefits, mm-hmm. alcohol only brings damage to your body. What about a glass <laughs> of wine a day? Hey, those studies from <laughs> Daily Mail, I don't know, they're all over the place. They're sure maybe there's antioxidants, whatever, but the effect of that ethanol as well. But at least marijuana. It can actually have some benefits for your body. Mm-hmm. It can be an anti inflammatory. Mm-hmm. It can actually um, I know some people who take it for their seizures, mm-hmm. glaucoma. Really? Like it actually has some medicinal pro- alcohol, mm-hmm. like okay, maybe to sterilize things, but if you yeah, consume I mean, it. There are benefits of alcohol. Okay, I agree with you there. The benefits of alcohol? Yeah. Like what? Okay, like they're not like direct medical benefits but like for example if you're if you have a cold ah. <laughs> you just yeah me, I, I mean it's been done before like if so you have a cold. You, hey hey I said here, I do not quoting me here. Whatever I say here doesn't mean I've done it personally. Okay. Anyways. So you've heard. I've heard from friends. From friends. Yeah. That you know, if you if you take alcohol when you have, you know, you're feeling really cold or whatever. <laughs> Looking at me like that, um, you you know you you don't feel that same level of you know cold effects. Justin is supporting the use of alcohol to treat your no, like cold. No, 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 no. Said if no, you're cold this winter, th- just take your vodka Please, shot. No, you're go sorry. and stay warm, please. <laughs> take go to your pharmacist. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but that's not my point. I agree with you there in the sense that why is alcohol and to- and and cigarette use? Mm-hmm. Legalized mm-hmm. and drug use illegalized yes. because it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense, even to me. No, it don't, it, it, it don't. It, it, it don't it don't make sense. It don't make sense. Like, what is it about drugs? <laughs> Why? What is it about drugs that makes them so bad? <laughs> well, like, you know what I mean, but it, it's also, but then it goes back to my point Or at least with alcohol, right? There's like Obviously, like there are different doses and it's like vodka that can be like really really like strong. Yeah. Teach and this, and then this <laughs> Madame. <laughs> hey, you see, this is an example that I'm telling you guys not to follow, to not listen to her. Anyways, there's like vodka that can be quite like strong. Mm-hmm. There's like you know, regular cocktails are like, like juicy, etc. Oh. Like, like cute, you know. But then with, with drugs, right? There's <laughs> there's a whole no kill. It's no so cute. It's your heart Just <laughs> your you're high. this is your high your heart, yeah, so I mean like I guess that's maybe why, but I don't think that's the only reason like you can't you also can't compare like drugs to to alcohol directly compare drugs to like tobacco, I think even cigarettes are very dangerous for your health, I think personally i personally all of them are bad okay all of them everything has a harmful effect everything all of them are bad but you raised it's a good question to ask in terms of like why why is it drugs that are the ones that are illegal why are we attacking drugs me personally they're all dangerous like me personally like would you would you do drugs if they were legalized yeah probably (laughs) probably (laughs) probably (laughs) Not, no, I don't think I'll try like meth or heroin or cocaine. Like yeah. to me, I'm not gonna lie. My head does are still like hard drugs. Yeah. Um, but maybe the hallucinogens. Oh, don't you wanna movie. see different planes of <laughs> reality? <laughs> you see, this is why me and you are different. <laughs> me and you. The thing is, right? Okay, my logic. This doesn't apply to everyone, but that's just me. Okay, okay? that's just that's just how I was brought up. Okay. okay. Like I think in my brain i'm just a bit scared what like okay there was one time when i tried i tried vodka and i had i actually had angina like for those of you who don't know what angina is like i had really bad chest Mm pains i had and i was just like swore swore like swore swore shut up like almost made me and it doesn't mean i don't i would never drink no it just means i'm a very lightweight person Mm that know i don't i just don't you know so i'm like if i have to (laughs) if i have to try drugs now where do i even start how do i know which one's good for me which one's not and if i do it like what's the likelihood that i'm not gonna do it again and become addicted Mm. that's my that's my personal concern it's i just it's the it's the i'm aware that it's a risk that i'm taking it's a risk in terms of like I do not fully understand what's going on with my body. Like when I eat some foods, like when I eat, I don't know, like beans or I eat rice, I know what's gonna happen with me. It's gonna digest and go, but when I take this drug, what's gonna happen in my brain? What's gonna happen with my mental health? What's gonna happen with my hearing, my eyes, my voice, my nose? (laughs) you know you know because different drugs have different impacts like i know that sometimes with some some drugs that you mentioned make you hallucinate Mm -hmm. and others can make you like hear things that you're not supposed to hear things uh see things that you're not supposed to see so i think that there's too many factors why i think personally i think it is a risk that i'm personally not willing to take that, make sense? that makes a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm glad you, you talked about alcohol because I don't know what alcohol is. Like <laughs> I don't smell that, I don't see that, I don't drink that, you know. Mm-hmm. Who is alcohol? What is that? What, yeah.
1: what, Wait, what?
0: what who is that? I'm learning so much. Yeah. Of course. Now, <laughs> I will say when it comes to the point you made about we don't know enough, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think we don't know enough. There's not enough research that has been done into all these different drugs and the effects on different people, different body sizes, like we spoke about, people mm-hmm. from different parts of the world, mm-hmm. genetic element. There's just a lot that we don't know, but partially that's because they are illegal. Who's going to do experiments? You can't do a clinical trial on drugs that are illegal. So we're not going to know until all those things happen. Mm -hmm. Number two, alcohol. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And even cigarettes there was a time when maybe there was like little regulation of them and as time went on there were more and more regulations that came into place even Mm -hmm. for tobacco and cigarettes you know a lot of pressure was put on the tobacco industry Mm -hmm. anyway we've now come to a place where we say you know alcohol these are the certain percentages that are allowed these are the age restrictions you can see your alcohol bottle you will show you the ingredients that are in there everything will be all of this information there's recommendations and everyone knows the impact (laughs) they're coming for us they're coming, for, they're us, coming for us another firework this is why you should listen we're putting our own lives at risk yes. you? <laughs> anyway you put all these labels now the current problem when you have something that's unregulated mm-hmm. there's no labels mm-hmm. there's nobody regulating mm-hmm. there's nobody supervising how these things are manufactured mm-hmm. there's no safety checks mm-hmm. people and the other thing that people don't realize is You know we can have like a really pure version of the drug chemically you can make it even in the chemistry lab right Mm -hmm. but when it's now there on the streets in the black market people tend to cut it and mix it with just anything anything, anyhow and that's the other thing that ends up getting people to overdose or to accidentally die from just taking a particular drug Mm -hmm. because it will be mixed in with all other things or sometimes when you drink when Mm -hmm. you have fentanyl codeine and you also mix it with alcohol what, yeah, is it? I mean, what is it what is that this rappers call it lean ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like such an auntie such an auntie is like, um, what, what is it called again what this is it called, called again? um that thing you young yeah, people yeah, yeah. you are people lean you know mm. it's very dangerous mm. to just be mixing drugs and even alcohol. mixing cocaine with alcohol of course oh, mm-hmm. like bro I'm like I don't know what the obsession of mixing drugs and alcohol mm. I think it's a little dangerous mm. Mm. so I think in those situations um That's where the the issue lies, I think, in that when it is very unregulated, anything anyhow can happen, Mm -hmm. and it's much better to have it under some form of regulation, regulation. so you can actually keep watch of what's going on, and people are aware of how much they're drinking, how much they're snorting, (laughs) (laughs) Ah! how much they're smoking, where did it come from? They say, oh, this one is a strain from Mexico. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I legal I, legalize all oh, drugs. Yeah, bro. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I do I, I do hear you. Yeah. I hear where you're coming from. Because, think about it, the other thing with alcohol, right? Mm. I could drink alcohol and decide to go driving. Mm. Now, that's not a good idea, is it, now? No. No. Before coming... To, like, I saw this example with this... I forget his name. This neuroscientist that's, like, really really for legalizing drugs he was saying that before coming to record this podcast i didn't take shots of vodka now did i <laughs> okay i didn't take shots of vodka i didn't drink alcohol because i'm a responsible adult i know that i need to do a podcast and a recording that's and me. be functional but that's me oh that's, that's, me. Oh, that's, oh, that's you that's, that's me we can't exception let me finish <laughs> so as a responsible adult i make that decision if i'm mm-hmm. drunk i'm not going to go and drive mm-hmm why can't we trust adults to, to do the same thing with no, drugs? Yeah, that one I agree. Like, I think that the, the main, the argument that I think makes, the two arguments that make the most sense when it comes to, like, legalizing drugs mm-hmm. is that, number one, <laughs> it's the plant that goes on the ground. What you gonna do? <laughs> how you gonna ban? How you gonna ban nature? Yeah. What happens in the ground? Mm-hmm. Two, um, yeah, we're all consenting adults. We're all capable of making decisions. Yes. So why should the government now decide what we should and shouldn't do in our private lives? If I'm not harming anyone, why can't I do drugs? If I'm not, har- what can I do? But it, it also goes down to, um, what happens even in the medical field? Like for example, uh, if a pa- if a doctor, if a patient, hmm. if a patient has some form of condition and they mm-hmm. say that no doctor, I want to do this. The doctor still has to have some, have some form of holistic um, um, evaluation of their overall health and not just say, okay, yes, whatever, because it's your consent Yes, you give consent and you, you have the right to your own health, mm-hmm. but then they also want to ensure your safety mm-hmm. at the end mm-hmm. of the day, and that's mm-hmm. the most important mm-hmm. thing. Um, And I think this is a similar case where, like, I think a potential counter-argument to that is, yes, we're all consenting adults here, and we're all grown adults, capable of making our own decisions, but are we all aware of all the risks that are at stake here? Mm Mm-hmm. Ask the question mm-hmm. it's yes we're all, we're all capable of doing as you said with this Hutsalana street park what's it called legal park. <laughs> legal park whatever it's called um, yes they were all capable of doing it but as said, they had to learn from that and say these are the risks that we have taken and how, which risk are we willing to take at this yeah. point like if we're gonna legalize these all these drugs We are expecting some damages. There will be some damages to this. We cannot ignore that. So these are all the factors that come into play. I'm not saying a yes or no. I'm not saying that no, we shouldn't legalize everything or we should legalize everything. I'm simply saying we just don't know enough yet to make that decision. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair enough. I think that's fair enough. I would say the last thing that bothers me about when drugs are criminalized is when you look at who is actually most impacted uh, Mm. when it comes to... You know going to prison and all these things i feel it is normally the poor and marginalized communities mm. and in fact there's people who tend to there's a school of thought that thinks about like why in the first place were these drugs banned? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you think about it, opioids, there were the opium wars with the Chinese, yeah. associated with the Chinese. And mm. um, marijuana, a lot of the times, associated with, like, black and Mexican people. Yes. There's people out there who don't like black and brown people. Mm-hmm. Um, cocaine, or more like, or crack, specifically. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, theories that are probably true, that mm-hmm. it was intentionally introduced in particularly, you know... <clears throat> Poor neighborhoods in the U.S. Mm-hmm. to just cause disruption. Mm. Um, so I think there is a nefarious origin to some of the reasons why some of these drugs are banned, mm-hmm. and even especially when in the U.S. when you look at which people make up their prison populations and yes. which people are actually you know um sent to prison for mm-hmm. minor drug offenses mm-hmm. like just having drug on you mm-hmm. it is black men it's black men it's black men they're absolutely. the ones who are suffering the most absolutely so those are the other things that I, just have me questioning like why are these things legalize like illegal, mm-hmm. in, the illegal in the first place no very good point mm-hmm. it's a very good there there is this that's that's the thing i think um even in the u.s mm-hmm. um i think barack obama was mentioning that he initially when he went in 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 um position as president um the the number of black men <laughs> that were in jail or prison because of drug use was off the roof so he had to find ways yeah. to have like rehabilitation centers mm-hmm. maybe not legalize everything maybe find ways to like Just soften the policies a little bit in some states to make it more accessible or like much more, um, less, much less criminalized Mm. for these people because he particularly saw that it's more, it was most of the black and brown people that were going to, yeah, to prison for it, which Mm -hmm. says a lot. Says a lot, yeah. I guess maybe then that brings us more into well, what we can do better and, um. And because I think I agree with you all, maybe having just a free for all right now, like we did with our needle park, just say ah, you can just come do your drugs, whatever happens. I do think there needs to be some preventative measures in place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, regulation I think is quite obvious as like the immediate benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, what are actually going to do to maybe prevent people from using drugs in the first place? Because mm-hmm. like we said, there's people who they will use them the first time. Maybe they have a genetic predisposition to mm-hmm. then getting addicted to that drug. Mm-hmm. There's people who use them. They mm-hmm. can have a psychotic break. They mm-hmm. can have a mental break. like, y'all pay attention. I know, like I know a lot of people out there think you know marijuana, especially weed, is completely harmless. No, 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 no. For some people, in rare cases, yeah. you smoke weed the first time. The first time so that is my fear. You could have a mental breakdown. That that's, you could have a mental that's breakdown. My fear. That that if you didn't <laughs> you know, they're not <laughs> These fireworks, y'all. <laughs> that that is my main fear. Like mm-hmm. on a more personal level, obviously mm-hmm. it doesn't apply to everybody. Yep. My main fear is I I just don't know. Just don't know <laughs> I, I just happen. don't know what's gonna happen to my body. Mm-hmm. So and and just to backtrack a bit. Okay. Um, <laughs> Back Let's backtrack. Let's back, 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 back. I think that, um, yeah, I think what we, oh, what do you think we should do that now? Like, do you think that all drugs should be legalized within the next five years? Yes. You think we're there? Yes. I don't think so. This is why I disagree. What's left? La- what th- do we have the left to research? The, the I think that people, as much as, and I think that, um, just. It's kind of like the discussion around like whether the chicken was there first or the egg was there first, mm-hmm. right? With the research and, and the, the stigma, we need to find a way to destigmatize drug use in the first place and then do research. Because a lot of these policies are backed by what's currently happening, like case studies. Mm-hmm. right so it's almost like I, but I don't think that there's enough that has been done yet to I, I, evaluate the risk in different demographic groups and I think there is a huge potential risk there it's like, okay right now if we legalize all drugs yes and we have um, regulations and whatnot. on what basis what's the backup what's the, what's the evidence what's the evidence saying I think we can look to places like Switzerland and Portugal and what they've been doing mm-hmm. however comma mm-hmm. I will caveat that with I think each country kind of needs to go on that journey for themselves. Mm-hmm. What works in Switzerland and Portugal might not be what works in Benin. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and Benin may not have the same kind of burden when it comes to drugs. Mm-hmm. Maybe people don't even use cocaine like that. Maybe for them it's something else. Yeah. You know, Maybe it's actually alcohol. That's the problem. Yeah. So I think there's no one solution for each country. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. The evide- I think the evidence will just have to come from a little bit of experimentation. <laughs> okay. really experimentation is like how are you gonna do that if you just completely stigmatize drugs and you say ah oh, no. we just we're just gonna straight them we're just gonna make just gonna put guns and blah, 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 blah. yeah War I, drugs. I think that leads me on to my next point mm-hmm. about what are our next steps and what can we do better right what you were initially heading us yeah leading us to yeah um do you have any initial thoughts yes yes <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say she was waiting she that, said, <laughs> that leads me on to my point around maybe we're not there to me personally obviously we we are uh, different people as much as we're in the same podcast we have different opinions and different mm-hmm. views and different backgrounds um my initial say is I don't think we're there yet to legalize all drugs and I'm thinking more of um of the like more like a health risk assessment here from mm-hmm. that perspective i don't think we're there yet however what needs to be done we need to start by removing the uh removing the stigma around drug use mm-hmm. that is that could be done through like i don't know like maybe like N- the ngos are currently working around that maybe having more open conversations okay. like this like mm-hmm. even for us like to talk about this was a bit like okay <laughs> We're talking about illegal things we need to be careful here so maybe having more open conversations on what exactly are the risks here and is it possible is it feasible what's the research saying and if we open more and more doors for this then we could go on a path towards less legalizing all drugs yeah i completely agree um and i think the biggest thing for me is instead of having this war on drugs i think countries needed especially the u.s needed to look more into the reasons why people take drugs in the first place and then mm-hmm. tackle those reasons because mm-hmm. the reason is not necessarily not everyone is just in it to make money and have a good time and lie down on their bed you know what i mean <laughs> no. um, people like we said it could be from trauma it could be like s- sudden stress like you said people pressures at work mm-hmm. at school whatever it may be so mm-hmm. it's about addressing those issues first i think yeah. before you dive into just removing the drug itself Mm -hmm. Um, I think the underlying reason is the reason the person did the drug in the first place Mm -hmm. that's what's important to tackle Mm -hmm. Uh, number two for me I think what's important is to actually still have accessibility of harm reduction services Mm. like we see in Portugal like we see in Switzerland I think Canada as well is mm-hmm. uh, moving towards that way of mm-hmm. for people who are already addicted to drugs. Because like we said, people are going to do drugs anyway. People yeah. will find the drugs that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, but how are we going to treat them? We still need these harm reduction services. I think mm-hmm. we've seen that they're... Like, much quite a success in switzerland Mm -hmm. and uh, Mm -hmm. portugal yeah helping reduce new drug users Mm -hmm. helping reduce uh, not criminals crimes Mm -hmm. uh, and also helping actually reintegrate people into society and get jobs Mm -hmm. and contribute to the economy Mm -hmm. beautifully said thank you Um, yeah, and I think as well when we think globally, uh, not all, like maybe not all countries have the resources to have harm reduction services and to provide mm-hmm. very pure heroin to people. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it is more about some of these other treatments that, like, that we talked about, like the methadone, mm-hmm. uh, which is just you know a drug that can be used to help people with heroin addictions, mm-hmm. better access to just clean needles. Yeah, um, something I was reading about that was really interesting and cool is. The way they adapted their harm reduction services during Mm. COVID. Mm. Like, think about it, like, we're all in lockdown and stuff like that. People couldn't go to these clinics where they could safely inject drugs. What would Mm -hmm. they do? Mm -hmm. So, they had needle like vending machines. Mm -hmm. You could, you know, send them to people, Mm -hmm. you know, online. They order them. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I think better access to such services, simple things that I think are not as expensive but could be applied elsewhere in the world. Yeah, great. And then the last thing for me is regulation, regulation, regulation. Mm-hmm. I think that is the way forward, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. for people to be able to know what dosages are maybe safe, for people mm-hmm. to know what exactly is in the drugs that they're using. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree with you that that has to come with research. Yes. It's not the <laughs> because yeah it's not just going to come just anywhere anyhow and i think what do you think about for example having like like almost giving people licenses to buy drugs almost like how you get a driver's license right you get tested they screen you they make sure you're okay and safe to drive why don't we give people like licenses to buy drugs yeah that, that's that's i think that's that's the interesting idea it's a very it's doable <laughs> I, I just think that it goes back to my point initially on like what's the evidence and what's the what's the backup yeah what's the foundation if we're gonna say you can't do it why like maybe it does it is it that we've seen that um we've seen a significant difference in addiction for heroin amongst i don't know people with a bmi of i don't know like 30 plus or something Mm -hmm. you know that's that needs we need something like that and i don't Mm -hmm. think we're there yet Mm -hmm. in terms of like if we're gonna deny people certain drugs or certain dosages like why what's the reason for it what's the research backup and What's the implication for potentially teenagers yeah. and children that are going to obviously they're going to use it? And what, use what's the risk assessment here? What's the potential mitigation that we're going to do to address that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, those are all fantastic, great points. Mm-hmm. Anything else you think we can do better as a world? Don't do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> After all that. After all that all. But I think, no, on a serious note, I would just like to say we are aware that people do it anyways. That's mm. why we're laughing throughout this entire episode mm. because we know that most people actually do drugs and obviously they will never say it out loud. So we're speaking to the ones that do. Yeah? Um, that came it. <laughs> the people that do. Um, please do not share needles. First of all, like this is more for like the globies and whatnot. Yes. You're gonna use do drugs. Do not, do not share those with your friends. Please yeah. do you don't change Don't even with your boyfriend. No, don't do it, girl. Don't do it. Don't, it. don't do, <laughs> don't do it. it, boy. That's the that's the one number one thing. Um, just just be careful. Like, do your research. Obviously, there's not much research being done at the moment. But make sure that you actually understand what you're getting yourself into when doing it. Don't feel like you have to do it mm. out of peer pressure. I'm speaking because like it it may seem like to us, uh, obviously, like we are we're young adults like mm-hmm. we, we kind of already know what's mm-hmm. at stake here but i think when you're at that young age you don't you almost want to please everyone so yeah. please like if you're listening to this or you know like you have a sister or a brother or a younger mm-hmm. sister or like or you have children please let them know that obviously they may even do it behind your back and mm-hmm. you will never know mm-hmm. so just make sure that they actually understand the research behind it and they know the implications of doing it at the moment that's what i would say that's great I think that's great advice. Um, yeah, if, if we're actually going to speak to anyone here that, you know, consumes drugs. Mm-hmm. Again, to reiterate, we do not condone no. the use of any illegal drugs Mm-mm. we do not condone none of that we never said go do drugs that's not what we're saying that's on uh, still you still need to follow the law but mm-hmm. like Justin said know what you are actually consuming mm-hmm. and my personal advice is just just avoid mixing drugs avoid mixing drugs taking percocet, taking molly taking codeine and yeah. then you drink some alcohol oh baby no don't no, do that don't don't do, that. don't do it don't do it, <laughs> don't do it. um Check what is legal where you live. Mm-hmm. Check what is legal. I know maybe some of you live in the Netherlands and you mm-hmm. think that's not a problem for me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, check what is legal where you live. Mm-hmm. And if you are going to try something new, something different, even if you go to the Netherlands to do shrooms or weed over there... Just be with a trusted person mm-hmm. who actually cares for you. Yes. Because like we said, there's always risk of you having some kind of adverse reaction, something mm-hmm. that unexpected can happen. Mm-hmm. You can have a psychotic breakdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people, weed, for example, you experience paranoia. Mm-hmm. So it always, it's always useful to have someone there who cares for you and will, mm-hmm. know, will be there with you. And they, if you need to seek advice and mm-hmm. medical help, mm-hmm. they'll be able to like help you through that. Mm-hmm. Now, for anyone who is actually seeking care for a drug addiction, for example, Mm -hmm. um, if you're in the UK, I was actually surprised to find this out, is if you need treatment for drug addiction, you're entitled to NHS care in the same way as anyone who has like any other health problem mm-hmm. so normally they advise that you go to your gp first mm-hmm. um and you can discuss with them what what, what treatment you you want or mm-hmm. what is your problem that you're facing right now and they can give you advice mm-hmm. Maybe you're not comfortable speaking to the GP. That is fine. Like Mm -hmm. Justin said, there are actually NGOs out there that exist that help people Mm -hmm. and support people. Um, There's local drug treatment services. Mm -hmm. And we'll link to this website that the NHS also recommends. It's called the Frank website. Mm -hmm. And that's where you can find some local drug treatment services it's actually a really interesting site it's called talk to frank and there's um they have links and a lot of information educational material on different drugs their Mm -hmm. effects what the law says about them Mm because in different countries you can have class a class b whatever drugs Mm -hmm. and they all have they all carry different punishments and uh, treatments in the law Mm -hmm. yeah and they also point you to where you can get help Mm -hmm. just keep that in mind if you need Mm -hmm. help Mm-hmm. if you are someone maybe there's someone in your family who has a drug addiction or mm. who struggles with dependency it doesn't even have to be drugs it could just be alcohol yeah uh and you might feel the need to speak to them um i don't know how we feel about interventions how do you, what do you think about interventions i probably called interventions personal No interventions? personal interventions like i say jocelyn we need to talk I mean, like, if it's someone that you love, mm. you do that of love, I think it's okay. Yeah. Obviously, you need to be very careful about how you phrase it, mm. how you word things. Be very compassionate and non-judgmental. Mm. So I think, yeah, if you think there's someone that you're concerned about, it's okay to sit down and have that conversation with them. Obviously, with love. Um. <laughs> With love. <laughs> with love yeah I completely agree and there's many resources that you can find online mm-hmm. to help you to sort of guide you through how you can prepare an intervention yeah. from someone mm-hmm. um, you can ask a trusted addiction professional, a mm-hmm. doctor a mental health professional mm-hmm. about what to do, what are mm-hmm. treatment options for, for your loved one mm-hmm. what, you, what they would recommend yeah. they can give you some tips again you can also contact any national organizations, NGOs mm-hmm. local clinics they can give you some advice and tips on how to go about getting someone you love the help that they need. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, at the end of the day, let's remember that drugs can be very harmful they are and dangerous yeah. when used improperly. Improperly. And just one more thing. Mm-hmm. Um, for This is for the addicts. Um, <coughs> I think, first of all, I mentioned earlier on about stigma. I think we should really be careful about how we, we view these people a person that does drugs, not drugs, not always a black person. It's not always mm. a brown person. Mm. It literally could be anyone. It could be a white man. It could be literally and someone from anywhere. Mm. It's not, let's not racialize it, please. Mm. Um, and two, it's more people that are, are addicts. As I was saying before, um, don't feel like you're alone because you're not. Mm. Like you're not alone, and it's possible to combat it. Remember that it's possible for you to have a peace of mind, and it's also possible for you to be an addict. But you cannot have both at the same time. So just remember that you can have a peace of mind, you can be an addict, but you cannot have a peace of mind and be an addict at the same time. That's usually the advice that they give to to most addicts. And but it is possible to come out of it. Just seek help. Um, it's not. It's obviously. It's not an easy. It's really not it's said than done right it's not an easy thing to go through but don't be afraid to seek help and ask for help but like as edna said like go to your, your gp or like your um, um the local ngo or whatever whatever try your best to seek help out <coughs> of it, but speak to someone about it because you're not you may feel alone especially if you feel like you're you're left out of society or that you don't fit in or that you do not have the skills it's still possible for you to recover from that it's possible to have an out and do it whilst you can and people that are also like you know dealing drugs like smuggling drugs it's not we're not going to stigmatize hit your secret stigmatize you and judge you no but simply saying that once you still have the opportunity to get out of it do it it's possible and it will eventually um, um you don't want to continuously have this pressure or that 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 like paranoia about getting caught so we just highly recommend that whilst you can You know, make good use of your business because you have an entrepreneurial spirit. If you're using all these tactics to be dealing drugs and like uh, uh, smuggling them and going to this black market, you're doing that. That means you are smart. Mm -hmm. That means you have a great business mindset and you have a whole business plan. Use it for something that's le- that's legal, that you can actually do and, and, and bear great fruit in society and in a way that you will not constantly feel like you have this huge burden on your back, essentially. Yeah, no, just always good to keep in mind that, yeah, it may always seem like you have no other option than to go into drug dealing or whatever it may be, but, mm-hmm. you know, there's always... You know, I do hope there's always another option oh, out there. Sure. Mm-hmm. I think the last thing for me is related to language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe this is this is coming my previous boss would be so happy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I our copy editor. Mm-hmm. We used to talk a lot about language. Mm-hmm. Um, even me sometimes like even to, to tell to label someone an addict. To say things like a druggy, a dope, Mm. or whatever it may be. Like, just be mindful of, like, some of the language you use. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, like we said, it's not always obvious who Mm. is actually using drugs. And some of these labels may just make them feel a bit more ashamed. Or, you know, because it's, you know, you can't just label them some dopey or stoner or whatever it Mm. may be. That's not their whole life. No. No, the use of drugs is not their whole life. So, just, again, be mindful of how you speak about these issues. Yeah no it's a very good point obviously we always think about this like jokes we don't actually think about how it affects people on a more personal level yeah so no it's a great point yeah so those are our thoughts today about decriminalizing drugs I hope you learned something today. I hope you don't think we do drugs. <laughs> I hope not. I've been putting disclaimers. I put at least 10 disclaimers in this episode. Yes. <laughs> um and I genuinely hope we see war reform around this. Yes. I think it's really needed. It is. Um so thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us. I am Edna. And I'm Jocelyn. We are young global health professionals, and we've been your hosts for this episode of the World Health Investigation Podcast. Jocelyn, where can the people find us? Before they even find us, find us in person. Oh. In person. Debate nights, Please, a- 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 please, a- a- please, 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 Make sure you do show up. We're having a live debate night. Speak of the unspoken happening in November 2022. <laughs> in this November, it will In happen. this November. Obviously, we've set a date of the 9th of November, but this date might actually be reviewed. So please make sure you follow us and you follow us on all our socials so you stay up to date. But this will be... A place where we take these topics On a much deeper level We take it on a personal level Mm. We take it on all the levels you can imagine And you can have your say Yes There will actually be an opportunity for the audience to give input Mm -hmm. So yeah Please get your tickets. Register. Register right now. And please make sure to follow us on our socials, on Instagram and Twitter at WHI underscore podcast. We also have a TikTok account at WHI underscore podcast. Go and watch us do small, small banter banter on TikTok. And we have a LinkedIn and Facebook page world health investigation podcast please go and follow support subscribe our you to our youtube channel yes. turn on the notification bell below turn ding. it turn it on <laughs> ding ding. and give a like you know us. like as i said before we're just young girls trying our very best to produce something and serve and and just raise awareness around topics that matter mm-hmm. yes yeah. Thank you all so much for listening and we shall see you next week. Bye!